fuck continuity, I guess. Guys, it's the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. We are deep into Texas Chainsaw Massacre Month. The Messed Up at Midnight double feature extravaganza rolls on. We are the show that I really feel like is about to go down a dark path reviewing these Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Not necessarily because of the content, but because of the quality. We'll get to that in a second, but first, I am joined by the Alfredo of this podcast. It's Michael Flaherty. See, the thing about calling me the Alfredo of the podcast is I can go in two directions. Evil, uh, either either uh, Alfredo from the, from the Godfather series, in which, you know what, I can take it, that's okay, uh, he's alright, or... <laughs> Or Alfredo sauce, in which case I'm like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. I could uh, either one of those, either one of those, I see as a net benefit. I was referring to you as Alfredo from the gas station employee of this movie. That's his name? His name is Alfredo. Oh, I I was thinking, I, I just called him the Harbinger. <laughs> I was like, Going I mean, Captain in the, the Woods says. I was about to say, exactly, from Cabin of the Woods. Cabin of the Woods is created, so I'm like, oh, Harbinger. Okay, cool. You see, I was going down the route of like, oh, is like Chef Boyardee involved in the Sawyer family? Like, was that just something we didn't know about? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's Instead of Drayton, Drayton Sawyer's gone off to pursue his chili business, so now so now Chef Boyardee steps in, and he's just he just he just. That Italian man with like, like a curly mustache, like in the kitchen, like cooking up a fucking mean bolognese, but with humans, <laughs> with human parts. Dude, well, well, here's the thing. We don't, we can't confirm or deny that grandpa wasn't a chef back in his days. You know, he's gotten kind of skinny. You know, maybe, maybe grandpa's our chef boy RD. We, we don't know. <laughs> Chef Boyardee, Chef, Chef Boyardee looks kind of rough these years. My <laughs> God, Chef Boyardee looks 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 the worst for wear. If 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 Grandpa's Chef Boyardee, dude, he wasn't eating. He just start, stopped eating and just <laughs> went crazy. So <laughs> started just Grandpa, craving human flesh. Dude, Grandpa went keto. Grandpa, go, gra- Grandpa go- was like, Grandpa was like, fuck carbs. All I need, ground beef. And you're like, hell yeah. Well, guys, Grandpa being Chef Boyardee aside, we are talking today about Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, this movie, it's not good. And if we're going by the pattern, because, you know, the first, the first Texas Chainsaw was an iconic masterpiece the second one comes and it's it's good you know it's fine this one comes and it's not good if we're gonna keep going down this downward trajectory i am scared for my life Uh, see i feel like i feel like the way it's gone really has me worried because i'm i'm looking i'm looking at the graph right now and it's got me worried. It's got me worried because it's gone from it's gone from an absolute masterclass in horror and an all and an example of everything you should do in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Down to, you know what? It's a good B movie. You don't it's fun. You got some characters you enjoy, but at the end of the day it's forgettable. And then it's a fucking crater to like this one where you're like where you're stuck going honestly, the best part of this 
is Ken Foray. Oh, yeah. The legend After himself, that, every, dude. The legend himself fucking... I guess... I guess... I guess we had, like, a Wesley Snipes scenario or, like, a Martha Stewart thing where, like, taxes got in the way and now Ken has to, like, stoop low enough to, like, star in something this bad. So, he's here. Hey, but his parts but, you know, good. he's good. Yeah, he Him was good. Him and Viggo Mortensen, I was, like, I was like, you know what? You guys are doing a pretty solid job with what you're given. You know, I feel like this movie, it almost falls into a trap of trying to be, like, other horror franchise sequels at the time. Because think this movie came out in 1990. You had many sequels at this time. You had God knows how many Friday the 13th sequels. They were, you know, putting them on a on a machine, just blowing them out. And then we had <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street as well. And the second Texas Chainsaw, they, you know, tried to go their own direction, tried to do something different. But this one, it doesn't go, like, it doesn't go in like that vein and it doesn't go in the vein of like, you know, the first movie. So this one is just kind of falls into this like weird middle ground where it's like, okay, they're trying to be like this movie and they're trying to be like that. They're trying to really fit into what studios were thinking was like, oh, this is what a horror movie is. And it just mm-hmm. kind of leaves it feeling really bland. But some hidden gems. To be fair, yeah, within there, it. there are hidden, there are hidden moments within it. But yeah, no, like I'm glad that you thought the same way that I did because I was looking at this going like, did they just pick all and choose all of the moments that they thought were the best from like all of like the the poppin' horror movies of that time? Because it feels like because because it just gut feeling. You look at it and it feels like they're just they're just trying to Frankenstein cool moments together. Mm-hmm. And it just comes off as just this really stupid sort of like, like, I don't know, long drawn out, like, kind of crappy movie. Yeah, it it definitely feels Frankenstein, and it's trying to be something that the Texas Chainsaw movies <laughs> just really weren't at that time. Because the first one, although they're different, I feel that they go together in a certain way. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. yeah. In in a really in a really weird warped way, they go together. It, it's very it's very hard to explain, but it feels like a fitting continuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some and some things I also wanted to point out about this movie, some behind the scenes things. So Tom Savini and a young Peter Jackson were approached to direct this movie. Yo. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they, sorry, sorry, sorry. You can keep finish your thought. <laughs> oh, oh, we're not even done. Oh. They, went with, they went with director Jeff Burr. And uh, they're like, okay, so we're good. Burr was actually fired from um fired from the production, like at the very beginning. So then they hired um another director, but he dropped out. So then the studio went back to Jeff Burr, and Jeff Burr came back onto this film. It was a whirlwind. They were they were essentially doing they were essentially doing the um what I like to call the Black Sabbath routine. Like what whereas you you've got you 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 have someone that is like great, but then they leave and then you pick up like someone who's like pretty solid. Like mm-hmm. they do the job well, you're Ronnie James Dio, and mm-hmm. then go through this fucking conga line of people. And then you return back to Roddy James Dio. And he's like, all right, sure. You know, 
fine. Okay. And like, is it the forgettable p- moments of this franchise? Yeah. Is it the forgettable moments of Black Sabbath? Kind- yeah, kind of. But hey, you know, it's still got moments. It's got point. Interesting take on that. But Burr would actually go on to direct several sequels of a franchise. Can you guess which franchise, Mike? Mm. Well, he shat the bed on this one. But he is in horror. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he would go on to either... See, the way I'm thinking it, it's either two directions. Either it's the continuation of some franchise, like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, or like Halloween. And I'm like, okay, that would fit in the like campy horror mainstay franchises that you kind of just sort of shit out every year. Or I'm thinking Jeff Burr fucking hibernated up until like 2007 and then hopped on the fucking paranormal activity train. So I'm going to go with the fucking long shot and say paranormal activity. You are incorrect. Do you want me to give you a hint? I'll give you one hint. And I think think you're going to get it. Okay, one hint. One hint. We have covered a movie of this franchise on this podcast. Puppet Master. Yep, you're you're you're, you're Hell damn right. Yes. <laughs> damn, Jeffy. Damn, you really fell the fuck off. God damn, you directed Puppet Master. Yeah, he did. Um, and I'm looking at Wikipedia, so if I'm incorrect, I don't know. Deal with it. He, he directed <laughs> Puppet Master Four, Puppet Mas- Puppet Master Five, the final chapter, and. Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre that came out in 2018. And, and another what thing. A, what a, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he also directed, I just felt the need to mention this movie because this just sounds awesome. He directed Mill Mascaris versus the Aztec Mummy under a pseudonym. That movie just sounds awesome. What the oh you gotta note that shit down. What the hell is that movie? That's damn we that sounds like a messed up at midnight movie right there. It sounds like a movie we would make up. Exactly. It sounds like one we would make up while like trying to dunk on like uh like Bucky Larson or something like that. Or Reptilicus. So what do you think of his filmography there, Mike? I yeah, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Like that's all I gotta say. Like I look at that and I go, yeah, yeah. You know what? That that does that does sound like the filmography of someone who would direct this movie. Now, getting back to Texas Chainsaw Three, um, I feel I suppose we need to. I just want to mention the elephant in the room. Toby Hooper did not work on this movie. There was a scheduling conflict because Toby Hooper was working on the film. Um, spontaneous combustion which i mean if i had to choose between directing that movie i haven't seen it but i can only assume versus this one eh, it's kind of like a rock and a hard place situation yeah exactly i i it it, i don't know per if i'm jumping in here like it makes sense for me personally looking at that because toby hooper has been asked to film for this franchise for going on like 14 years now like I don't know if I was in issues, I would have been like, let it die. Okay, God damn. I did two movies. What more do you want? Yeah, and it's no surprise as well that this movie was submitted to the MPAA, the ratings board, 11 times and was originally 
given an X rating before it was changed to NC-17. And this movie really feels disjointed at parts where you could tell they wanted to show certain gory things, but the studio didn't really like that. Now, there is an uncut and unrated version that is four minutes longer that includes some more of certain shots. And there are some alternate endings. I want to cover those at the end of this episode. Mike, what do you think about that? It's just, it makes so much sense. It that makes sense because with the gore, it feels it feels so odd because it feels like you can you can jump in here and tell me I'm wrong, but like it, per- personally, when I hear it, it feels like with all the gore scenes or the gore potential scenes, it feels like they are just close enough, and then like it's the it's like the 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 production company version. Of your parents covering your eyes going, nope, nope, you can't see it. And you just like have to sit there and like try and move your eyes around it to go like, oh, no, let me goddamn see it. Like that is what it feels like is going on with the movie. Because you see like one thing happen and then nothing else happens. Or like it pans over and someone's screaming. And you're just like, God fucking damn it. Show show me what happened. <laughs> you're like, God damn it. It's like they were, it's like they maybe shot like a chainsaw death like really wide. They're like, hey, we can't mm-hmm. use that. So they just like cropped it in to where you can eh, kind of, and you're like, if you could just scale out like maybe one to 2%, maybe I could see the chainsaw wound, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I just looked at that. And the fact that the production company kept on like telling them to like, Hamper it down really makes sense. It really makes fucking sense. So now let's get to the ever important question of this podcast. Mike, if this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? See, I'm actually going to do something that I feel like we haven't done before. Mm. I'm stealing your thing from Nicolas Cage month. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a beer. Different shades of beer, but at the end of the day, it is a beer. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 feels like a homemade beer that went wrong. Like you you sit there and you get your it's like it's like the thing where it's like you get the beer making kit for your birthday or Christmas or whatever. And so you go, I'm gonna take a shot at it, and you do it and it does not work. But you taste it and you go, I mean, it'll work. So I could probably tough it out. And so you sit there and just like kind of kind of like hook it down and just kind of really try and like work through it. That's the first part. That's the base right there. Okay. For Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Also, I wanted to sit there and say for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I said brandy. Cause you know, it's an after dinner DJ Steve or operative or whatever goddamn teeth you want to call it. It's <laughs> that really played into the fact that the movie had a huge food surrounding to it. Not dissimilar to like the, the vegetarian message that they had pushed the past two movies. Mm-hmm. This one feels like it understood. It understood the assignment, but still managed to fuck it up. So instead of brandy, we're going to go with with moonshine 
Because they understood. They're like, okay, okay, okay. We're going to go, okay, so it's something about something about, something about cannibals. We can do something like that. But it is out in the woods, so we'll go with moonshine. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. I, I get it. I get it. And they go, but we need a spice. So we're going to make it like like a cinnamon moonshine. And you go, what? No. What the hell? Why? We don't need Viggo Mortensen in this. We don't need we don't need a golden chainsaw. We don't need all these extra bits. You just need Leatherface. You just need one of the Sawyers. And then you need the 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 final girl and the guy. That's what you need. After that, you have yourself a Texas Chainsaw movie. But no, they threw in this extra bit with like with like the pervy guy at the gas station with a swamp and like all this extra shit that just confuses you. That leaves you going, why? Why? So that's my that's my piece with the cinnamon fireball. Not the cinnamon fireball, cinnamon moonshine. Okay, so we got and, so we got beer. Cinnamon moonshine. So we got like a homemade beer and cinnamon moonshine. Yeah, that's those okay. are the two. Those are two big ones. But also, it's got that '90s bit to it that I feel like is really easily picked out in early '90s movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like certain early '90s movies, you can sit there and look at and go, "This is an early '90s movie." So with that cinnamon moonshine, we're gonna sit there and throw in like a like a nice cool surge. To wash it all down. You sit there, you drop your cinnamon cinnamon moonshine into your homemade beer, you hammer that down, and then you wash it all down with just a wee bit of surge. And you got yourself the Texas Chainsaw movie. I never thought we would be using surge in any of the cocktails for the Texas Chainsaw movies. I'm I'm with you, but I have a question for you. The homemade mm-hmm. beer, like what what flavors? Like what like how like would it be like an i would it be like a bad IPA like how hoppy would it be would it be a pilsner? It would, it would have to be it would have to be like a really light American style lager. There's no mm. way that it can be something that has depth and sophistication. Like it's definitely baby's first baby's first homemade beer. Like they're not going like they're not going. I need a blonde pale ale. I need right. a honey wheat ale. I need I don't need a pilsner or a hefeweizen. They're like I you know what I fucking need beer. It's beer o'clock, and I'm gonna make myself a little bit of beer. So so it, it's definitely an American lager, because because it's not trying to be sophisticated or have depth like the other two movies did. They're just trying to get cheap thrills out. So. An American lager is definitely, definitely it. I like that. I really do. The surge kind of threw me off, but like up until the up until like the homemade beer, like and cinnamon moonshine, I was like, yes, I am with you. <laughs> like I'm here. I, the surge, okay, the, okay, live your life, queen. Um, so absolutely, snaps all around. So listen, you and I, you and I like you. You say that the Texas Chainsaw franchise is beer. I think I'm going down the route of moonshine. So the route I went with this one was this movie feels watered down. It seems mm-hmm. like there mm-hmm. were some cool ideas, you know, other Sawyer's, an actual big studio behind it, but it it really just kind of fell flat. And I really think that this movie could have been good or at least fine, like the second one. So I didn't go, you know, all crazy with this one. So I'd like to present the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Summer Iced Tea. 
Oh, so go, so go get some moonshine. You know, it can be mm-hmm. cinnamon. It, hell, combine me and Mike's drink. Hell, for for the sake for the sake of simplicity, cinnamon moonshine. That way, you can try my drink, and then you can also try Mike's drink. Cinnamon moonshine. Oof. There we go. Unsweet iced tea. A better drink Unsweet. would have sweet. A better drink would have sweet tea. You know, mm. we're both from Georgia, so we can but we can agree with that. But yeah. this drink is it's not a better drink. Now, what you're gonna do is go get a good chunk of ice. Like you know, those drink those like drinks that are like filled to the brim with ice. Do that with this one. And then just take the drink. So you got your cinnamon moonshine unsweet iced tea. Now take the drink and just leave it in the sun. Let the ice melt. <laughs> Let it water down a good bit. You can you can leave a little bit of ice in there, but it, it has to be like mostly gone. And yeah, yeah, that's this movie. That's, uh, I I I love I love the caveat where it's just leave it out in the sun till it pretty much fucking melts and just gets becomes a watered down mess. Because I feel like I feel like that's what they did with this movie. I really do. I feel like they just took it. They had the ingredients. They added something extra to it that was completely unnecessary, and then they watered it down. And you're like, oh, good, mm-hmm. good, great. I, I love it. I love it when movies take more than they need and then don't deliver accordingly. I really think both of our drinks embody this film really well, though. Because, you know, yeah. the home, you, if you said, like, hey, I prefer Mike's drink, I'd be like, I, yeah, I, I see that. I agree with you. If you prefer mm-hmm. my drink, okay, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I just think, yeah, like, exactly. I really feel like both of us did a really good job of coming up with a drink that embodies this film really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, guys, if, Mike, if you're done, let's get in. Oh. I'm done. done. I'm done. Yes. You're, you're <laughs> done. He, he, yeah. he is good. He is ready to talk about this movie. I'm, I'm raring. I'm raring to go. Put me in, coach. <laughs> like a JV football player, we're both just wanting to get put in when we're down Owen. 48, let's talk about the Texas Chainsaw, well, sorry, Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So we have more rolling text, as per usual. The guy reading this one this time around, it really sounds like he doesn't want to be there. Like they didn't pay him in weed or pay him at all for that matter. So. Through this opening crawl, we find out that Sally, from you know the original final girl from the first one, died out of nowhere. Because in the last movie, they said she was catatonic, and we come to find out that she died from shock of what she dealt with. Really, imagine surviving a Texas a, a massacre like that, and you get done in by shock. That's bro. That's when you sit there, turn, look at your body in the mirror and just go, you son of a bitch. We went through, we survived all of that. And now you're thrown in the towel. You son of a bitch. He was like, damn, that, that, that just, that, that sucks. You're like, you're like, we went through hell, went full fucking animal instinct on this, came out fucking alive, surprisingly. And now you're choosing to call it quits? Fuck off. God damn it. But I know, I get that. Yeah, so the rolling crawl, we find out that the only member of the Sawyer family that could stand trial was W.E. Sawyer, who, I mean, we have no idea who this is. 
I was about to ask. I was like, they mentioned W.E. Sawyer. Like, we're supposed to be like, him, of course. How could we forget? But, like, I'm like, I who, who the hell is that? <laughs> like, it's not Leatherface, because at least his name in the in the previous movies was Bubba. They would call him Bubba. But in this one, they call him Junior. So we're like, who, who, who is, we're going to get to continuity here. Like, we can get, to, we can get into the continuity right now. What the fuck is going on with this movie? Does, I thought I thought everybody exploded in the last one. I was about to say, who are all of these people? My thing is like, my thing is sitting there going like, okay, if you're going to sit there and say that the Sawyer family was huge, mm-hmm. that's totally fine, totally permissible. Hell, I'd argue that it's partially believable for this. There are a bunch of serial car- cannibals. Probably not a whole lot more to do other than eat people, drink, and screw. So I'm like, more more members of the Sawyer family is a believable thing. You you gotta put some base level of continuity into this, other than just say, "Hey, granddad's in the corner." There we go. We did it. We're co- continuity. And you're like, no, that's not that's not how the fucking works. Like, but yeah, it's like you're expecting the audience just to sit there and just be like, they see grandpa and you're like, "You're son of a bitch." I'm in. Yeah, exactly. They literally just see grandpa and Leatherface, and they go, "They're back." Like, no, like, no, dude, no, that's not how that is. So, yeah, that's how I uh, that, that was my whole thing. It's like half the people that are like in the Sawyer family at this point. I'm like, you guys have not done any introduction. I'm not explained where you've been for the past 15 years. Like, it's just you guys are like, surprise, bitch, we're here. <laughs> Get used to it. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I was reading like on the on the fandom wiki, they were saying that this film was made as both a reboot and a sequel. So it can be taken either as a direct sequel or taking place in its own continuity, though several references are made in you know the previous films. Like, for instance, Leatherface has a knee brace. And why is that? Because of his injury from the first movie, even though he didn't have a knee brace in the second movie. Alfredo, he owns, a ga- he owns the gas station and um, truck that's labeled Last Chance Gas, the name of um, Drayton Sawyer's station. Grandpa mm-hmm. is a corpse in this movie okay is that supposed to represent how he died in the previous movie um sure okay and we're gonna get to another weird bit of continuity later yeah i think i know what you're talking about in terms of continuity (laughs) and i'm looking forward to it so choppy slow-mo that's our, like part of our first shots. You guys know I fucking hate that shit. Just make it smooth, or if it's a stylistic choice, make sure it's a stylistic choice. I don't know. It just, <laughs> it just, I just, I just don't, I just, I don't like it. That's a personal thing. Yeah, and you guys are gonna have to deal with it. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you. You are not alone in this. Just, really shitty slow ball. I just have to sit there and go. Come on, like it's, it's just one of those things where it's like I'm sure. Now, granted, I have not edited film. I know I've I've edited some stuff in like in like uh, Final Cut Pro, but like mm-hmm. I have not done any like real like honest to Christ like film editing or anything like that. So I don't know how slow mo is edited or how difficult it is. But for the love of God, just put some effort into making it smooth. Like come on, like it's just I don't want this shit to look like a fucking like a fucking flip book that's being ran by a spazzy kid. Like just just let it just let it fucking just. Put some effort in, make it smooth, and we're all good. We are all kosher. 
Guys, just shoot it at a higher frame rate. That is all. So the opening title card, it's different. We're seeing shit, like flesh getting cut. It's supposed to be shocking, but I really feel like this movie is blowing its load too early because once you start big, you have have to get bigger. Mm -hmm. And this opening, we also see random shots of some uh, chick and Leatherface is shutting a door and Power Metal is here. Okay, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> For if you're some trying to like, reason, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you got it. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, for some fucking reason, this movie—I mean, granted, some of it is a kind of a banger. I'm not gonna lie. I will, I will make that concession. But there are so many moments where it's like, where it's like, uh, like there's like this chase scene, and like you just hear like like the equivalent of like last by Nine Inch Nails like blaring in the background, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like. I I know that realistically I should be like all about this, but I'm not for some reason. And this feels wrong. This feels wrong. It was actually this movie that introduced like it made the 90s the 90s. Yeah, exactly. It was the first movie to sit there and be like, strap in kiddos. You guys ready for you guys ready for Kyle Core? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The scholars of Kyle Core. <laughs> the, the, the scholars of Kyle Core. Hey, we're bullet positive and Kyle Core scholars here <laughs> at the Vista of a Midnight podcast. Dude, I, I, I fuck I fuck I love that. I fucking love it. So so we cut to a car, just driving down the desert highway, and we meet Michelle and Ryan. They're having relationship issues, I guess. So exposition, exposition, we learned some about their relationship for like, I don't know, 90 seconds. And over and we hear about a body pit on the highway um, based off of what the radio was saying. Michelle has a quote that says violence is not the answer to violence. I want to point out to her that she is in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. So, yes, I, violence is the answer to violence in this case. I, I I love that. I love that. It's just the most, like, it feels very, like, pushy foreshadowing, like, not, like, on the movie part, where it's like, ha see what she says then? She's trying to be a pacifist in our movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And you're like, I get it. I get it. It is not lost on me, guys. Okay, come on. Let's keep it moving. (laughs) Yeah, so after she tries to be all hippy-dippy shit, it's suddenly night. And it's night. And we see a reporter. And wait a second. Who is that? Wait. Is that Stretch from the first movie? And then she's just gone. This is what I was talking about that I wanted to mention. There's a reporter that walks by and it's the same actress. She is uncredited in the movie, but um, what's the, what's the actress's name? Um, I'm trying to find it real quick. But yeah, Could've stretch. Was like- Stre- yeah, she, yeah, she, she shows up as a reporter in this movie. Uh, Caroline Williams. That's the actress. She shows that's- up as a reporter. Why is, why did they, you you had to sit there and understand bringing the actress back isn't going to sit there and do what you want it to do. You got to sit there. If you're going to bring back a the main character other than Leatherface, 
into this third movie, she has to be like, oh God, I was there. I know what to do. She has to be like, like she gets pulled into the mess again. Like it feels so odd to just have her be a sideline reporter being like, yep, there's some mass grades over here. Anyways, back to you, Todd. And then just like, it cuts away. Like, no, like what? Well, she doesn't really, she doesn't say anything. She just kind of walks through frame, which, you know, Hey, good for her. She was able to get, you know, I'm hoping she got paid for this movie. So, you know, Hey, good for her. Who, who am I to judge? But yeah, she walks through frame and that's just kind of showing, Oh, so this does take place in the same universe as the second one, if she's a reporter, because a lot of fans have theorized that Stretch has taken over Lefty's job of hunting down the Sawyer family. That would be cool if we got that in this movie. I was about to say, like, okay, all right. Tangent. Tangent time. I'm hopping on the soapbox. I'm about to say my stuff. Okay, you know what would have made this movie great? If they did, like... If they, for some reason, sat there and showed, like, some twisted person, like, gathering up what remains of the Sawyer family and, like, bringing them back to health and, like, making them, turning them into badasses, and now it's a fight between the Sawyer family and Stretch. Don't you Mm. think that would be so much of a cooler thing where it's a continuation and, like, a final fight or whatever sort of thing? I think that that would just do so much better than just re- than just do whatever the hell they did here, where they just go, hey, by the way, stretches to the other, bye. Like, no, <laughs> it's like you could have, you had, she was obviously willing to be a part of the franchise again. So that's what. So why are we not like capitalizing on that? Like, <laughs> like hell, I like I like Stretch in the second movie. She was, you know, Stretch was just, cool. She was I, awesome. I kind of like Stretch. Yeah, Stretch was cool. Hey, it would be nice if we learned more about these characters, you know, the character other than everyone knows, Leatherface, but nope, get, just guess we're not going to do that. Guess you're just going to stay within like that horror movie bubble because hell, I would, I would have, lo- I would love to check out that movie that you just fantasy wrote. Yeah, exactly. And that was, but there was, there's no thought process. That was me fired from the hip. Like, but I still would sit there. I would pay money to see that. I'd be like, that's kind of badass. Like, it's ridiculous. But you know what? It's played off the second movie, which was fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, just keep this train rolling. But all right, whatever. <laughs> now we're going we're gonna to get away from Stretch here. You know, good, good to see you, buddy. So Michelle and Ryan drive past this horror scene with dead bodies on the side of the road and police. We get that, you know sound bit from the beginning where it's like people taking pictures and the little I don't I don't know what the fuck you call it the like light turning on whatever so they're finding the like flash? a bunch of, yeah the flash so we find a bu- I don't know I don't know why I couldn't fucking you think forgot, of that you forgot the the light of the camera light of the ca- <laughs> listen listen we're recording this at like was it it's almost it's like still technically morning so Bear with me, guys. I'm still trying to wake up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got you. I got my coffee here, bro. It's it's all good. So they're all driving by, and we see they say they found like 40 to 50 bodies. How? Who the fuck knows? So we cut to the couple, and they're talking with the sheriff. They're driving from LA to Florida. So, okay, that, that explains why they're in this car. The sheriff says some uh, yee type shit, I guess. I really, <laughs> I really couldn't fucking tell you what he said. And uh, yeah, yeah, they drive through the night and we cut to the next day and they're still in Texas. 
still near everything too. See, yeah, this part, I, <laughs> this part is where I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. See the, see the initial one where it's, they're driving and it's night and they're still in Texas. I'm like, okay, that I believe I'm like, yeah, Texas is massive. So I'm like, that's okay. Fucking 36 hours? No, your ass is not in Texas anymore. Hell no. Don't don't try me with that, okay? Like, god damn, really? Well, it's not the fact that they're, like, still in Texas. It's the fact that they're still in, like, that Sawyer territory near, like, dead bodies and shit. I was about to say, dude, the Sawyers, like, run shit. Like, it's like... Is there, like, a redneck mafia and are the Sawyers, like, at the top? Like, dude, really? Like, Was, was Grandpa the... Uh, the, the Don or whatever. Oh yeah, Don, Don Grandpa. Don, Don Grandpa. Grandpa Sawyer. Dude, Drayton Sawyer's the mafioso or whatever. Leatherface is the guy that just get the the heavy hitter, the guy that gets shit done. He's the he's the guy you call when you need someone whacked. <laughs> so again, they're driving through. They drive through the whole night. They're still in Texas. Oh, whatever, cool. They run over an armadillo. And you can really oh. tell they're out of state because they stopped to check on it. When you know, if they were from <laughs> Texas, they would have just. When they were from this, if they were from the South, they would have just kept on going. I was about to say. I was about to say these people were just like <laughs> these people hit an armadillo. They're like, "What do we do?" <laughs> like I was about to say, like, like if it's still if it's still twitching, kill it with a rock and keep moving. Like we don't need to sit there and dwell on it. All right, you hit it and life which, goes which, on. And they and they do try to kill it with a rock. So Michelle wants to do it, but she just can't bring herself to kill a creature. So Ryan fucking does it and beats it over the head with a rock. And like, dude, that that, that guy's the next Leatherface. I was about to say, I was like, I love, I love that Ryan sits there and she goes, I can't do it. And Ryan goes, All right, give me the rock. Bam! Like, damn, Ryan. Okay, I guess Ryan. Ryan had a rough. Ryan got called some names in, in a Call of Duty lobby or something, man. Because like Jesus, <laughs> he's the one. He's the one that's just like he. He pushed him too far, man. Pushed him too also, far. Yeah, <laughs> too far, bro. No, but it's just like my favorite thing is like the the effects for the armadillo on in this. It doesn't look like it's been squished or anything like that. Not not that I was expecting it to look like fucking viscera, but. <laughs> It looks like they just, it looks like someone squirted a ketchup packet on, on just like an armadillo thing and just like, just like sort of had a string and was occasionally pulling it. So it looked like his hand was twitching <laughs> and it was just, it just looks so cheap. I was, I don't know why, but that struck out to me. I was like, why, why I'm not, it does again, it doesn't need to be saw levels of detail, but like, I don't know. Somewhat you, believable. You, you, I was about to say, you could have just like put like tire marks on it and like used darker blood. It just looks like strawberry jam. It does. It looks like someone spilled their fucking raspberry, raspberry jam on them. So getting away from Ryan and how he's going to, you know, kill us all. So we go to Aragorn, Lord of the Rings as a Texan. (laughs) That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, so he's a hit. So uh, Vigo Mortens is playing a hitchhiker called Tex in this movie. I really thought that, like, from the first movie, from what we said, how the OG Texas Chainsaw literally made people stop picking up hitchhikers, that they would have just disappeared by the 90s. But apparently not. 
because he gets picked because um texas actually like he is a he's a hitchhiker why were they still mm-hmm. doing that yeah it's again that is some that is some that is some that's some 20th century shit man like that is some 20th century shit like <laughs> bro if you're if your ass is still hitchhiking in the year of our lord 2022 you are you are asking you're you're asking to get murdered like flat out straight up without a shadow of a fucking doubt you are asking to be fucking killed so anyway tex goes to this gas station walks past this blind pervert cutting women out of a playboy in broad daylight god the this man never left the 80s so michelle and ryan (laughs) they arrive at this gas station and ryan goes to you know go to the bathroom so this blind guy who is by the way this is alfredo the guy's name is Alfredo. We only find that out like, oh, I don't know, at the very end of this movie by a very quick line. So Alfredo goes up and pulls the same shit that the hitchhiker did in the first movie by uh, taking a picture of um, Michelle. And also he has like some shrunken head or some shit like on it is like on a stick or like on a necklace yeah. or something. It's on a, yeah. it's on a stick and he just like just shoves it in her face. He just waves it in front of her, um, in front of her, and Michelle isn't really scared. Like she looks, she's concerned for like a minute, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. then Aragorn comes to save the day and talks with Alfredo, all with this Texan, all with this like Texan accent that is there. I, it, it's there's it's there, yeah, it's. Again, I love Vigo Mortensen. I love Vigo Mortensen. I think Vigo is best off either doing a New York accent or doing no accent. I don't think that he's a man that is meant to play many accents. I don't think he's like a James McAvoy kind of guy who can just sit there and just yank an accent out of his ass and have it be like, you know what? Somewhat believable. It's it's just, he does it and you go... Yeah, that's, uh, you're, uh, doing an accent all right. You know, to be fair, you know, this was one of his, like, first early movies, so. I was about to say, this is, this is before he did anything. Like, this is, yeah. I'm willing, I'm willing to cut some slack there, you know. But not, yeah, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's an accent. So, Aragorn, sorry, Tex comes and flirts with Michelle and says, things ryan comes out of the bathroom and he goes to talk to tex and then michelle goes to the bathroom and tex is like saying things and we're 15 uh-huh. minutes in by this point we're 50 so, we're 15 sorry 15 oh okay i thought we were 50 and i was like i was like jesus christ the movie spent 15 minutes <laughs> so right now this movie feels like a parody of a road trip movie taking place in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like, you know, okay, all right. I don't know if, it's like Leatherface was at the, Leatherface was like there at the beginning and he killed some people Mm -hmm. that we just don't know who they are. And then we go to this. So like, okay. Yeah, it's, sure. What's really weird is it feels like there's supposed to be tension. What's really odd is you're sitting there and it's like, it feels like there's supposed to be tension of some kind. Like there's nothing cultivated. There's nothing like, 
that gives you the ability to feel tension, you're just kind of sitting there going like, am I supposed to be like uneasy? Because it kind of just looks like they're driving and stopping at a gas station. Like there's no like creepy person going, that's <laughs> like actually creepy. Because like fucking Alfredo is not creepy. Alfredo's just a pervert. Like, and that's not, I don't, he doesn't come off as creepy or scary. I mean, I guess pervs are creepy inherently, but like he he isn't scary. He doesn't instill fear into you. He just may he, you're kind of just sitting there going like going like oh, oh what the hell, man? Like back up. It, feel, like, it feels like he's putting on a performance, whereas like yeah, the hitchhiker from yeah. the original movie honestly felt like unchained. Yeah, exactly. That is a great way of saying it. That mm-hmm. is a great way of saying it. It felt like it felt like there was a performance being done here. Whereas the hitchhiker felt truly and honestly unhinged. He mm-hmm. Nubbins felt Nubbins felt fucking crazy. Like Our boy he Nubbins. felt fucking crazy. I love uh, dude. Nubbins arguably my favorite character in, in, in the Texas Chainsaw series. So Michelle goes to the bathroom, Playboy's plastered all over the wall. Tex says some more things to Ryan. Michelle comes out and he well, well before she goes out, Michelle is getting like there's a hole in the bathroom wall that the that our boy not not our boy Alfredo is looking through, and he's watching. Don't, he's it, watching. Alfredo was Alfredo was not our boy. Alfredo, Alfredo is not, not our, boy. our boy. Let's let's, 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 let's make that very very clear. He is not <laughs> our boy. He's not he's not the official mascot of the messed up at midnight podcast. That's Nick Cage, baby. Nick Cage, baby. Nick Cage would be so much better in this movie. So Alfredo was watching him. Tex sees this and yells at him and Alfredo like grabs a gun. There's some yelling. Michelle Lee, Michelle leaves the bathroom. Michelle and Ryan end up driving away and they see um, Alfredo pull the, they hear uh, like a gun going off. And we can only assume based off of that, that uh, Alfredo shot Tex. So we're like, okay, Michelle and Ryan, they just straight up, just leave Tex behind Ryan's like, hey, we need to take the the cowboy the um, the route that the cowboy was talking about because that's what they were talking about in the in their conversation. And then it's night again. <laughs> it's just you can't hard cut this hard. Like it is just like there's no warm up. There's no like 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 prepping you. Like it's just it just goes from like one to the other, and you can't say. You can't have it be a road trip movie and have it be that hard of a cut. It's, I don't know, maybe, I, I granted, I've, I have not watched, like, I'm not some connoisseur of road trip movies by any stretch. But, like, I've watched, I feel like I've watched enough to feel like there's a level of, like, truth to this where it feels, it has to feel like a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't sit there and go from, like, high noon to fucking night. Like, it feels like you have to at least throw in, like, a dusk. Mm-hmm. like like moment in there before you get to the night scene like or or, or see them stop somewhere so they're like okay there can be like a passage of time with because they spent three hours at this one location yeah okay so the original texas chainsaw what was interesting about it is it showed an actual natural progression of time like it showed all of the kids being dumb and like going into the house and getting got and all of that. That was like totally, totally understandable and normal. Like you're like, okay, cool. That's happening. And then it shows, and it shows Franklin and Sally like sitting there waiting. 
and then they're waiting and then it's night and you're like okay that makes sense they've been waiting for this long like here they're just driving and then it's night and you're like no 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 that's not how this works that's not how time functions yeah so we see a truck leaving the gas station with um alfredo just shooting in the air they're sending some like i don't know redneck vin diesel after them i guess so michelle and ryan they're in their car yelling at each other they're thinking like oh we're being followed because the truck driver is like flashing these big ass led lights because yes he is one of those people and tries to (laughs) run them off the road also he's got like a, a animal carcass or like some thing on the front of his car so like I'm halfway expecting to just to have like the the long horns on the hood to show that. Uh, yes. Dude, this guy, this guy is big, like good old boy from the back of the woods energy. It is just like he's got a huge ass lifted truck. He's got the like bright LEDs. Like he's got the animal carcass on the fucking hood. Like I, I am like, damn. Like they, they really, I was like, knock this movie all you want. They nailed, they nailed redneck hard with, with the with the way this truck was designed. Hell yeah, good old good old Texan boy just going after him. So they That's throw so a um. So this Texan, so big Tex, big Texan, whatever his name is, throws a carcass onto the hood of Michelle and Ryan's car, and it ends up breaking their windshield. And they made the mistake of stopping and getting out of the car while chase while being chased by a psychopath. So Ryan's saying some things and is whining. And I'm just thinking, just put him in a wheelchair and call him Franklin because, you know, he's whining so much. Bro, he uh, dude, I he whines. My God, does he whine? And also he's the guy who plays him. Not the best actor, I got to say. Considering you've got people like Ken Foray and like Viggo Mortensen and, you know, the dude who played Leatherface is good enough. You know, he's passable. Mm-hmm. Like, since you got them in the fray, it really is apparent. Because, like, yeah, he kind of sucks because his acting is just always like, I'm done with it. Michelle, like, her name's, her name's Michelle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So he's like, he's like, Michelle, I need the light. I'm really sick of this. And you're like, it sounds like an NPC in a video game talking. Like, there's no emotion, just a lot of like one liners. Well, this guy, um, the actor, I'm getting his name here, William Butler, he's actually been in a couple of um, horror movies. He was in Friday the 13th, uh, part seven, The New Blood. And oh, was God. also in Night of the the nineteen ninety version of Night of the Living Dead. So oh, take with good, that the one that will. everyone knows. Like I said, um, take with that what you will. So Ryan's changing the tire and is tightening it with his hands. I guess he's got massive grip strength. Sure. So suddenly Leatherface bursts out of nowhere. And then kindly helps them change the tire. No, I'm just kidding. He's actually going to try to fucking chainsaw their asses <laughs> into their car. And mm-hmm. he's chainsawing. The, so Michelle and Ryan, they, they um, where do they go? They were, they try, they get back in their car because I guess the tire is good to go. And Leatherface is trying to chainsaw into the car. And it's, I don't know what the fuck material the car was made out of, but it does not break like it did in that fir- in the first movie. 
Or in the second yeah, movie, sorry. No, second movie, yeah. The second movie, <laughs> second movie, Leatherface, like, just, like, like, tears the door off its hinges with the chainsaw. It is so effective. But, like, this one, it is just, that is some good old-fashioned American steel, baby, because, like, <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. Like, it is just getting, like, nicked and bruised a little bit. Like, also, also, I don't want to, like, knock Leatherface's logic here. Because, like, you know, Leatherface is one of the, like, three people who are, like, pretty passable in terms of, like, how well they do their character in the movie. Granted, no one does a character well, but, like, just in terms of top three, Leatherface is one of the top three. Like, but, like... I feel like it'd make more sense or be scarier if Leatherface tried to like attack the driver's side or attack fucking Ryan's side of the door and like gore Ryan or something like that. Mm -hmm. But instead Leatherface is just going to town in the trunk. So you're kind of left going like, okay, I guess. All right. Yeah, sure. I can tear the trunk apart, dog. It's like a demolition derby. Let's talk about Leatherface's design. The mask is different, which I mean, I'm all, I'm all for like trying to, change things up, see what works. I thought it was fine, but they also Ooh. gave him, like I mentioned, a knee brace as well. See, the knee brace, the knee brace I'm conflicted about. Okay. Because I do like the idea of Leatherface having like this like continuity of like injuries. I do, I do like that because that adds some sort of like realism, like, no, he's not Jason Voorhees. He's not some, like, god who just, like, shows up and slaughters people. He's, like, he's actually, a very, he's a very vincible person. He's very, he he can get his ass kicked. And it's very, he, he does. But the problem is, is, like, the movie doesn't adhere to any other continuity. So it makes it bad. Because I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like if, I feel like if, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 had a knee brace. I feel like we'd be praising it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Leatherface had a knee brace in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, we would go, we would go, yeah, that's cool. Cause it's showing it like that, that, that like things actually occur and like the stuff that happens in this universe actually stays. Like, but yeah, no, in this, because it doesn't play with literally anything else, it looks stupid. Yeah, it it doesn't because if he would have kept it in two and then kept it here, okay, that makes sense. But they skipped that in two and then they gave it back in three. It's like, okay, what 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 is your what is your timeline on this movie? Mm-hmm. Just just it, my yeah. two, just my two cents. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. I I agree. I agree. It's like I'm just I'm just trying to figure out where it fucking fits in this. Cause like, is it like does does the fact that he has a knee brace here but not in two mean that it comes before two? Well, it like can't he just rolls Grant, up because, north, because, hangs out with some. Go ahead. Well, it it can't because remember, Grandpa's a fucking corpse in this one. God, like, he's not alive. <laughs> I feel I feel like we're going to be doing this a lot. I feel like we're going to be doing this a lot throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Throughout this franchise, God, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Michelle and Ryan drive away and they're talking about stuff. And then we cut to some guy. It's Ken Foray. Mm-hmm. We don't see him. It's, it's just like we randomly cut to this other guy. It's confusing because we cut between him and the couple. And in both shots, someone jumps in front of the car. 
and it's really hard to tell whose car goes off the road. It's probably it's probably both cars, but the shot choice and editing makes this scene really confusing. This one oh like, threw me for a through a fucking loop. I I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I remember I was watching it with my girlfriend, and like literally, <laughs> we were, we both sat there and watched this scene occur, and we both went, wait, 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 wait back up, back up. What happens? And then we watch it again, and we went, who jumped out? Whose car flipped? Why? Wait, why is why is Michelle and Ryan in a ditch? And you're just like, it's it's so it's so poorly edited. Yes, it's <laughs> that you're just left going. I don't know if this is because like parts were cut or what. We'll, we'll see maybe later, but it it does not make sense the way that they shot and edited this particular scene. If anything, it leaves us confused. It's like the it's like the one time it happens too, so it sticks out like a sore thumb. Exactly, exactly. Like if they did it a bunch in throughout the movie, I would just sit there and go, "All right, this is kind of just a hilarious gimmick at this point." But they do it once and then really stick to their formula after that. And you're like, "Okay, all right, what happened?" <laughs> like you're kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like taking like a really cool painting, putting putting once putting like once paint splatter everyone's gonna go why'd you fuck it up you put a bunch on your jackson pollock baby like that's why i'm like i'm like you gotta it's like you gotta be consistent exactly it's all about consistency so anyway so they both crash so benny again played by ken horror legend ken foray heads out with a flashlight to look at what's around him he turns around and he sees okay michelle and ryan crash near him but I thought a corpse jumped out. Okay, sure. It, it doesn't make sense. It's fine. Everything is fine. Michelle is out and, you know, Benny goes and helps them. Benny's like, hey, the guys that are following y'all are just militant lumberjacks. I'm like, oh, 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 oh okay, <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, and B- Benny's talking about like a survival camp and the big blow up. And he's kind of like a doomsday prepper. He, I don't know, does he have like a, does he have like a bunker and talk about like he's how the so- earth is flat? <laughs> <laughs> no okay all right no benny 100 benny 100 is one of those people who does he's not a he's not like um he's not like 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 a uh like a mega person conspiracy theorist where it's like where it's like he's like we gotta take the government back because they're attacking us he's more just like like a like he's one of those isolationist doomsday preppers where he's like, I'm just, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I just want to look out for my family and friends. Everyone else could go away because the earth is flat. And Zion is Zion's in Antarctica. You're like, okay, all right, man. Why don't, you, why don't we back up? All right. He, Benny seems like you can have a very normal conversation with him. But then he mentions the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, I have a bunker. And it's like, that's the only thing you can really remember. Like, you can have like the nicest conversation about like, Hey, did you watch the big game this past? Week? I was like, oh yeah, I did. I really think that the Falcons are doing a great job with. And then, and then it's like you're talking with them. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna go stock up my bunker. You know, that's what I'm doing this weekend. And then you just leave that conversation, forgetting yeah. about everything you talked about, other than the fact that okay, he's got a bunker. It's a very sane conversation up until he'll throw in like uh, you. You throw in like you throw in like oh yeah, I went to like I went to. Uh, I went to Walmart to go grab some groceries, you know, got to stock up for the week. And he's like, oh, I know what you mean. I had to stop by uh, Costco and really just I, I had to load up. I, was, I spent like six hundred dollars and you just go, how? 
what? How? <laughs> like, you gotta start up with dried beans. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> like, like, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean, Dia? Just talk about beans. He's like, oh yeah, you know, prepping for the end of the world. You, you know how us bunker guys are. Ah, we call ourselves the Bunker Boys. The Bunker Boys. The official, uh, the official name of the two of us for the Mess Up at Midnight podcast, the Bunker Boys. Absolutely. We welcome to the Mess Up Midnight podcast. We're the Bunker Boys, and we're, we're both positive. <laughs> I'm get that on. I'm just gonna get that on a business card, and like, it's not gonna have any contact information. Just be like, you, you, you know how to reach us. You know how to reach <laughs> exactly. Us. And, and over in the phone number, it just says P with a colon, and then it just, you know how to reach us. <laughs> so, sorry. Getting back to this movie, they, um, Benny, Michelle, and Ryan, they talk for a few minutes. Ryan shows Benny the cut up car, and then that's when Benny's like, okay, I. So this is like a, you know family like you're talking about or like a guy a crazy guy wielding a chainsaw and benny's like don't worry i'm gonna take care of this which is very terrifying coming from a fucking doomsday prepper also by the way uh, benny, <laughs> benny gives michelle and ryan drugs like hey this this will ease I, your headache and then they bro, just Benny's, <laughs> don't take candy from no, strangers kids no you 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 saying that benny is a doomsday prepper makes this all so much more understandable because benny sits there and goes here here's some morphine that'll, that'll help you and you're just like i just sat there and heard that and went, how do you what do you how do you have morphine what what are you what is just, how do you how do you have dumb, how do you have a drug that strong? What do you mean you're gonna go handle it? Like, I'm who are you? What, I'm scared for what you're gonna do, man. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. Benny sounds. Benny. Benny's. Benny's the person who's like. He's like. He's contextually insane. Like, if you look at the inflection of his voice, you're like, okay, yeah. But like, he'll just say some insane shit that makes you go, wait, what? I love Benny. Benny's the best part of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Benny. Well, the best part is Benny doesn't make jokes or like act silly. Benny just, just says crazy shit. shit. Benny doesn't make jokes. He just gets shit done. He's being very a- efficient at getting shit done and being insane. I cannot stress enough that this dude just has drugs lying around and like not over the counter drugs either. He's got like a fucking AK in his truck, too, which, hey. We'll get to that in a second. So Benny straight up dips. He finds a few flares up the road and we meet Tinker Sawyer. He's got a hook for a hand and he's scratching his head like Chop Top. And I'm just like, no, you can't be him. How dare you stand where he stood? (laughs) He's fucking... Like, like he's fucking Harry Potter or some shit. <laughs> exactly. Like he's fucking like he's like what's his name? Snape with Dumbledore or whatever. <laughs> How dare you stand there where he stood? <laughs> so, like I said, Michelle and Ryan they pass out. Um, Benny is asking uh, Tinker for a favor, all while like Southern twang guitars are like playing in the background. And by the way, Hook has a chainsaw in his trunk. Not even going to try and subvert expectations. Maybe he was just a lost guy with a hook for a hand. But, I mean, you know, we, we already knew he was a Sawyer by his, by that. But, like, maybe stretch it out a little bit, you know. Massage it. Get, get just, like, intrigued as to what happens. Like, nope, there's a chainsaw in his trunk. You already know. 
That's yeah. That's my that's my least favorite part. Is like there wasn't like any moment where it's like there was this trust and this build up, and then Benny just happened to look over and he just sees a chainsaw in the back, and he's like, oh, like no, it's it's literally like a chainsaw, chainsaw right there, bro. He's a Sawyer. We good. Let's keep this baby rolling. And you're like no, no, god damn it. You can you can you can, you can subvert things slightly, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this movie. So Benny goes and gets his gun. Why he didn't already have that on him, I have no idea. The tanker starts driving and just like T-bones Benny's car. It's hard to tell what's going on because this movie is like, it takes place, it's at night and it's so dark. So Benny falls like right next to Leatherface with his chainsaw. It gets randomly loud. Benny kicks Leatherface and he fights him. He blocks like a chainsaw swing with like a metal stick or something. And Leatherface gun blocks it with his fucking gun. Sure. Okay. Leatherface sharpen your fucking chainsaw. You can't, you can't chop through a gun. You can't chop through a fucking car. (laughs) I'm surprised you can barely chop through like human flesh or wood. Get your shit together. God damn it. Leatherface. (laughs) But he get, but he does use like a tiny saw on Benny's leg. I'm like, okay, Love so it. you know, he, he, he's he's getting accessories now. How impressive! I was about to say, Leatherface is getting a fucking repertoire of tiny, tiny saw-like things. He just saw he just saw uh, Lefty from the first one with like the big chainsaw and two small chainsaws, and he was like, okay, yes, <laughs> let's stick goes, with that. He goes, yeah, we can work with that. We can work with that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Then all of a sudden, some fucking random chick shows up, yells at Leatherface, he gets distracted, and then chases after her. This is the person. Who is, the person, is this, this woman? Is the, this is the person from the beginning. We're like, okay, I remember your face, but who are you? It really feels like they were editing two different Texas Chainsaw movies and accidentally, like, put them together. Like, yeah, some shots felt- of this one got into that one. Like, it, it's a it mess. It felt like. It felt like it felt like a whole like another Texas Chainsaw movie was going on. And the end of that Texas Chainsaw movie was the like half what is it halfway just like a quarter of the way, whatever Mm -hmm. it is of this movie. It's just so odd. So, so odd. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. We're going to get to you know, more of what happens in a second. So Michelle and Ryan wake up and they're like, yo, we need to get the fuck out of here. Benny and this random chick are like, they meet and Benny says what we're all thinking, like, who the hell are you? And then they just wander off together. So Benny's like begging answers, like just, just how we are with this movie. This chick's all cut up. She's babbling about people cooking. She's lost her mind. Benny sees that. This actress playing the crazy, playing this crazy chick. It's like she's trying to she's playing it's like she's playing crazy like 60%. Yeah. Like, other mm-hmm. actors in this franchise like they put their literal bodies through hell and you know really like really push the limit as to like you know how crazy someone could look, you know. Just look at like the crazy dinner scene with the hell that the actors had to go through. I'm not saying that's okay. But I'm also saying like if you want someone to play crazy like Bill Mosley, go go like a, go 100%, go go all the way with it. Absolutely. I think, I think back to a quote I heard from um, Ryan from Film Riot. I don't know if any of you guys are uh, Film Riot fans, but he, 
he would talk about um, telling his actors like, hey, in this fight scene, I need you to go 100%. Like, I need you, I need you to give me more. And that, and that way, like, that, that would lead to more believable performances. And I really feel like that's what's missing from this that's, chick is like she's not going well, all the way with it. That's that's the thing. That's that was what made the dinner scene so good was because well because the actors in the original Texas Chainsaw dinner scene not only were they good actors giving 100%, but they were also they truly were losing it. Like mm-hmm. again, the hitchhiker, the guy who played the hitchhiker, I think his name is like Elmer or something like that or Emmett or whatever his name is. But he literally went, I lost touch with reality. Like they were really, they were really losing it. They were really losing it. So it's like the reason, the reason you can play crazy is because you're going the fucking distance with it. When you half-ass something at like crazy, it doesn't, it needs to be a hundred percent. Every time you do crazy, it needs to be a hundred percent. That doesn't mean you have to sit there and like throw poop at the walls. Like, you can have subtle crazy. It just means you need to commit to crazy. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. She kind of half-asses crazy. And it just, oh yeah, it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So Michelle and Ryan, they continue to wander through the woods. We get random shots of chainsaws. Back to Benny and this chick smoking the cigarette. We see Leatherface. There's no mystery as to where he is. He's like right fucking there. And Benny is like, hey, I think I've had enough of this crazy chick. I'm splitting up. They wander through the swamp. Where in Texas are, is there a swamp? Thank oh, thank you, thank you. Now we're this getting is, this is, now this we're is, getting to the thing that. Listen, this is not on. the Louisiana chainsaw massacre. No, 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 no. no. This is Texas. If there are it's, swamps in Texas, I'm you know I was proven wrong. But like for a mainstream audience, like we we associate with people who not from Texas. We associate Texas like, okay, desert, like that. That's what we see. Not with this part. Not with this part. It's, that's, oh my God. Okay, thank you. We're getting to the thing that rubbed me the most wrong about this movie. There's a lot that was wrong about this. But the thing about it is, like you said it best. Yes, I'm, sh- I, I like, I, there, there probably are. There probably are swamp, swamps in Texas just because of its proximity to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And all of that, I feel like that's not something that's completely out of the question. Now, that being said, that does not detract from the fact that, yeah, like you said, we, we associate it with arid climates. We have only been shown arid climates, like mm-hmm. arid desert like climates in all of the Texas Chainsaw movies up to this point. Like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. They're all in desert climates. So for you to sit there and turn around and put it into a swamp completely removes like I, what I thought was almost kind of like an integral part of the movie. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's not this like it's not this like it's the environment that it's this big, empty, hot, like middle of nowhere territory. That is completely alien to to only a small, small, small fraction of people. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's such it like I didn't you I feel like you don't think it's important until it's taken away, and then it's really important. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's how I felt about it. I was like, I didn't really factor in the, in the environment in a Texas chainsaw. I knew it was like, I knew it was a thing that was really like, I knew it was a thing that 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 played a good part in it. But like, dude, once they moved to the swamp, I was like, no, no, that's not, no, fuck that. That's not how this works, dude. I mean, I think they should have just called this movie like a Leatherface takes New Orleans or just some shit. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, by, by, like, Bayou Days or whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> Bayou Blast, Leatherface, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre story. Oh my god. Leatherface, Bayou Blast. <laughs> sounds like a, that sounds like a drink. We can make that happen. <laughs> That's that's what we're calling. That's what we're calling our drinks. That's what we're calling our drinks. Leatherface the Leatherface Bayou Blast. Leatherface Bayou Blast, guys, check it out. Coming, coming to a bar near you. No, don't go asking your bartenders. They won't know what the fuck you're talking about. You can tell them about the podcast. I was about to say, tell them about the podcast. They'll probably sit there and go, "Okay, that's nice." But hey, we we may get one who's like interested. So we go back to the crazy chick who sees just a chainsaw hanging somewhere in the woods. Oh shit, Leatherface is behind her and he just kind of like squeezes her throat softly and chokes her out and then she gets chainsawed. God, I wish I really wish I gave a shit. And yeah, it's it, so it, inconsequential. So it inconsequential. It doesn't it, it it does not prove a damn thing. So Michelle and Ryan wander through the woods. Leatherface like waves his chainsaw around, chases after them, and then Michelle and Ryan are running through the woods. But ah, Ryan's leg—it's caught in a bear trap. Potential for tension. Like she's got to go back, got to undo the bear trap. Go, come on, we gotta get out of here. Um, nope, she just dips. <laughs> What's well, it's, it's so weird because it's like Michelle turns around, contemplates, runs a few feet. Stops again, turns around, watches Ryan get chainsawed in the chest, and then just continues just to haul ass, just running away. <laughs> I like, I gotta say, hats off to this movie because I didn't expect it to go in that direction. I legitimately was like, was like, oh, okay, cool. This is how they build tension. You know, she goes back, she struggles with it, barely misses the chainsaw, and they both start running. Or worst case scenario, she like opens it up. Ryan gets gored in front of her, and then she breaks off into another chase. But no, she like, just dips. She just like she's like she's like fucking you're dead. And she just like keeps going. Let's not ignore the fact that um, Leatherface, I guess, is like I don't know a hunter, like Bear Grylls or some shit, like some wildlife expert that just has traps laying around the entire swamp. So yeah, I don't fucking like, know. Good for them, I guess. They have like it's I I guess they're trying to sit there and and like do the whole thing where it's like it's the other Sawyers that are like big like hunters and like they hunt people for sport and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which one goes completely against the Sawyers because they're not hunters. They're just killers Mm -hmm. like they don't hunt people like they sit there and just lure them in and kill them like simple as that. But like. Also, like if. If Leatherface is the one doing it, like, Leatherface is canonically mentally disabled. So, like, 
I, I highly doubt you'd give a mentally disabled person the ability to work a bear trap. Like, it's... That feels like a very dangerous idea. So it's like, it just... It feels very incongruous. It feels very incongruous. Because, like... Again, 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 Max. Like, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But like, it hasn't it felt like... Like, the Sawyers have all sort of played a very specific role. Like, Drayton has been the cook. Leatherface has been the killer. And, like, in, like, either Chop Top or, like, or like the Hitchhiker have always been the people that lure them in. It feels mm-hmm. like an assembly line of sorts. It makes sense. But, like, exactly, it makes sense. Here it's just, like, BT Dubs, Bear Traps, and, like, Leatherface is hunting him down. And you're like, what? what? Like, okay, like... We'll get more into that, the Sawyer family. Feel right. We'll get more into the Sawyer family dynamics later for this movie's dinner scene. But let's go to Michelle, who does what all these people do and breaks and enters into a stranger's house to find. Oh my god! Of all things, by the way, Benny's out in the woods doing some shit. But Michelle is again breaks into this person's house to find a crying little girl. Okay, we're we're do, we're doing something. We're doing something different. We got a, we got a small child. What's going to happen? So Michelle sees this, you know, girl and follows her. Talking, you know, talking to her. So she, Michelle follows the little girl into the bedroom. Michelle is asking, like, what's your name? And the little girl who has this doll shows her the doll and says, this is Sally. Okay, you know, sure. Nice little, a nice little throwback. You know, I, I like that. Nice, nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, this little girl fucking stabs Michelle like in the <laughs> fucking gut or the lag. I can't even fucking remember. But I was like, dude, hell yeah. That's metal. That was, that was awesome. Because I sat there. That was such a left turn. I was like, I was like, I was ex- I'll tell you what I was expecting. I was expecting. I was expecting Leatherface to be behind her. Mm-hmm. I was expecting there to be like, 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 just because Leatherface was the one chasing him. I was expecting to hear like to hear like the girl sit there and just be like, bye bye. And then like you just hear a ribbon of a chainsaw and then you're like, ah, and like she like runs or whatever. But like. <laughs> this girl just pulled out some fucking some like some like bad kid in middle school shit and just like stabs her and you're like you're like oh god damn hell yeah <laughs> and ooh, i did not know this but um i just looked up the little girl and she was also in friday the 13th uh part seven similar to how uh, ryan was oh yeah her and ryan are homies but she was also in barb wire no, she no the fuck she wasn't. Was she in Barb Wire? She was in Barb Wire as Spike. Whoever the whoever the hell that was. I was about to say, who's Spike? Hell, dude, hell if I know. But no, nice little dude, nice, I, nice little connection there. Dude, I love that. I love that in it, it, I love that we always it feels like these shitty movies interconnect themselves. Doesn't it? Somehow, like, it feels somehow, like, like we're not even tr- like we're not even trying to sit there and be like, oh yeah, so this connects to this, and that these actors were in this. Like, no, we're just like 
We're just like, oh, this would be a cool movie to cover. And by fucking happenstance, you're like, oh, this movie that we covered? They're in it. And you're like, how? <laughs> All right, how? <laughs> so after this, after she stabs Michelle, Tex comes out of nowhere, which, oh, big surprise here. He is a Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. That works. And to give you some credit, I was creeped out by the by the girl. Good for, you know, good for her. I think she did a really good job. Yeah. So the last chance gas comes up. The last chance gas truck, that comes up. Tex is doing something to Michelle. It's really weird. This is what I was talking about with the censorship. So Michelle's like in this chair and Tex comes in as, you know, doing his like Texan thing. And we see him like doing something, but we don't show her hands being nailed to the chair. I don't know if you saw that on your version, but this is what I was talking about, like with the censorship issues. It's like if you take yeah. that out, you don't know what's happening. Like, how is she? No, in this, what, how is she in this chair? Yeah, he gets. Yeah, you see her get put in, in the version that I watched. She gets put into the chair. He like sets up the nail and then it pans to below and you see the nail go through the chair. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm like I'm like okay all right all right again the exact like both of our points are proven. You're like okay you're showing just enough to where you're like oh oh and then you get the fucking the Hollywood movie company like shield your eyes shield your virgin eyes child thing where it's just not going to show you it going through the hand. It could be a rubber hand for all that we care. Just mm-hmm. something that's going through and making you go, oh, like, that's what we want. That's what this, like, but again, yeah, they they only show, they show the setup and then they show the aftermath. They don't show the, they don't show the, the, the actual bit that we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really, it can, it really confuses you. Like we were mentioning with the, um, with the, car crash scene earlier in the movie this mm-hmm. this feels like like the nail in the hand scene feels like that but on a much smaller scale so michelle is begging for mercy they talk about beating grandpa and they show grandpa who is immune to explosions i guess i i don't fucking know i i was about to say like <laughs> grandpa can't Whatever Grandpa did, you know what Grandpa did? Grandpa definitely did the did the fucking Robert Johnson like meet the devil at the crossroads bit, where he was just like he was just, he just sat there, just went up to the devil, and the devil went, "What's your wish?" And he goes, "I want to live forever for some fucking reason." Well, I think he's he's like he is dead in this movie, but they just have his no, he's corpse. he's he is he is canonically dead in this movie, mm-hmm. but like the fact that his corpse. Looks as good as it does. <laughs> like, like it's just the fact that his corpse not even looks as good as it does is there. The fact that it's there is like is just because again, again, I feel like I feel like Toby Hooper really, really tried to like sort of like inadvertently end his franchise. Do you feel that? Like in the second one? Yeah, because like Leatherface gets gets a chainsaw through the stomach and gets and gets blown up. Drayton Sawyer gets blown up. Lefty gets blown up. Cutting off the Sally and Franklin like timeline. 
Grandpa gets blown up, and like the last person that gets killed is Chop Top. Like I was like, it feels like it feels like he kind of sat there. It's and, like Toby it's Hooper nice kind of like, yeah, Toby Hooper sat there and like pulled out pulled out the nail and sat there and put the nail into the coffin and went, all right, and we're done. Walked away, and then some jackass Hollywood producer grabbed a nail remover and like pulled out the nails and went, no, 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 we can we can keep going with this, baby. We can keep fucking working with this. Mike is feeling so passionate about this that he's just knocking shit over on his desk. I I swear to God, it's like it's like the first the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is like my is like one of if not my favorite horror movie. So and, he, and seeing Hollywood just like rip it to shreds and and like pull this horse out and start beating it more, it just fucking makes me just makes me so irate. To give a more mainstream example, think of it like the Marvel movies ending at like Endgame. Like that's it. Oh my no God. more. And then they, but then they just kept they on. Keep going. They just kept on going. You're like, okay, okay. I don't you, care you about st- Eternals. <laughs> You're just like, okay, Spider Man home. Like uh, Spider Man, uh, where they all came together. Like, okay, that was that was pretty. That was that was fine. But everything else, like, I could not care. I could not give one single solitary fuck about yeah. anything that's going it's, on yeah exactly that's but the, anyways that's but anyways yeah exactly <laughs> moving moving, forward. Mo- moving moving back to texas chainsaw three um the mom is there too she's speaking like with one of those robot voice boxes like she's a fucking chain smoker so yes this this is our version of the sawyer family and they bring ryan in who is caught in the bear trap they hang him up by meat hooks Upside down. I think it was based off of like an Ed Gein, um, one of Ed Gein's victims that was hung upside down. Okay, oh, that was, was it? I, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That's interesting. I guess. So they're talking about um, Leatherface, or in this one, they're calling him Junior. Tex is getting mad at his brother um, uh, Tinker Hook when Tex when he when um, Tinker calls Tex by his government name Eddie. And he just goes all like, you know, five, nine manlit energy by insisting that you call it like, no, my name is Tex. Damn it. Like, uh, it's okay. like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like some guy whose name whose like actual name is Ashley. But he goes by like he goes by he, he goes by he goes by like uh like I'm trying to think like like Chuck, <laughs> like Chuck. Ash. There we go. Like, like I, I'm trying to think of some like overly, like overly, like man name, and like the only thing I could think of was Chuck Liddell. <laughs> so it was like, so I was like, so I was like, oh yeah, but he does, he does go full, like go, go full man, like like five 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 foot like frat bro energy, where he's like, like no, my name is that. <laughs> like, calm down, dude. Yeah, so by the way, Ryan is still alive. He's hung upside down, and the family are going to kill him. And the family leaves um, Michelle alone. They put, like, tape over her face. Her face, sorry. And then old Alfredo is just walking through the woods, just mumbling some shit, like, talking about motherfuckers. And Benny sees this. Alfredo's throwing some body parts in the swamp. So that's what's going on in one scene. Then we go back to the dinner scene, where Michelle is there and Leatherface is just licking his lips while getting all up close to her. And one of the Sawyers got Leatherface a special present. It's a golden chainsaw with the saw 
is family is inscribed on the side of it. Oh my god. I wanna god. know where I wanna know where the one first of all, this film, this Sawyer family is way more supportive than the ones in the previous ones. It seems like they all get along at least somewhat well. And they get gifts. That's not that's, really that's not really what I think of when I think of the Sawyer family. I think of sheer unadulterated chaos and hatred towards everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Like they get along so well and like the most like like we don't get along all that well sort of like moment was when like uh was when Tinker throws Leatherface's like uh Walkman into an oven and like Leatherface like puts him in like, gets him ready for a choke slam. <laughs> And like, and like, then forces him to go grab it from the oven. Like, that's the one time you see them not get along. And mm-hmm. again, like you said, like we had, we have spent the first two movies watching these people scream at each other, hit each other, berate each other. Like having them all suddenly just hold hands and go, like, well, all right, golly gee, Willikers, you ready to fire up the oven? Like, no, you're like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Yeah, I don't expect the Sawyer family to be sitting around a fire pit singing Kumbaya or some shit. No, no, no. They need exactly. to be like fucking yelling and beating the shit out of each other all while they're trying to kill people. That's what I need. Exactly. Exactly. They're not supposed to be a functioning family. They're supposed to be a dysfunctional family. They're they're redneck cannibals. How much more simple could this get? So we speaking of simple, we go to Alfredo now. He is again. Oh, yeah. He was wandering through the woods, talking to himself. Benny points a gun at him. And we get this um, exchange that did not age well. And you'll see why. Remember, this came out in 1990. So Alfredo. Now, I'm very scared of guns, mister. Benny said, how many? Then Alfredo says, this is what Alfredo says. I want to make that clear. How many what, OJ? Referring to uh, Benny as, um, I believe, would you? O, as, yep, as OJ Simpson, and Orbald James Simpson. Yeah, that 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 quote. Um, that, that 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 did not age well in the years. It either to come. it either didn't age well or it aged magically. <laughs> like it's one, it's one or the other. Where it's like, where it's like, where it's like, damn. I'll be damned if that does not now also really work in the Texas Chainsaw movie. Like, or it's like, because like, it's just so, for those who don't remember or don't have a year associated, the OJ case and when when OJ allegedly, allegedly murdered his wife. He did it in 19, it was, it occurred in 1994. It occurred in 1994. Like, so this movie came out in 1990, so they had some, some Simpsons-level foresight with this, because, like, god damn. <laughs> I sat there and just, like, I didn't even process it. I literally just I literally just heard that and went, oh, yeah, because, like, the OJ murder case. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you called it out and was just like, yeah, that was weird, because, like, this came out before that. And I went, yo, what? <laughs> now now i'm just imagining this movie like where leatherface just takes off his mask and it's oj simpson just being like hello twitter world 
Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's like he pulls off his mask and he's like, he gets on a golf cart. He goes, I follow at the real OJ32 <laughs> to off- hear all of my opinions on the world. And he just like drives off. <laughs> and that's the ending we get for this movie. Please, please make it happen. Instead of chainsaws, he starts handing out If I Did It by OJ Simpson. Okay, let's let's give let's let's try to power through this movie. This this is this is breaking <laughs> our minds. So Alfredo gets like knocked into the swamp by Benny. Then we go back to Leatherface sitting at like a a makeup chair. I don't know. He's like look. He's like he's looking at he's looking at the mirror. Okay, cool. Then we go back to Benny for more walking in the woods for some random yeah. reason. Then we go Hell back yeah. to Leatherface. At this this is all over the place. So he so Leatherface is learning how to spell on like one of those like I don't know what do you call it, alphabet soup machines. Yeah, you, like yeah, it's like an alphabet soup or like a speak and spell or something like that. Like yes, yeah, so, so we keep seeing like you know like a person pop up and he keeps spelling f- food. That's what you get when you go through the Texas school system, and that's also what you get when your family is um different, like the like the Sawyer family, shall we say? Yeah. This- so even Benny is like, yo, like he he's looking through the window at Leatherface doing this. He's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So they go back into the dining room and Ryan is getting like sliced up or some shit. Uh, we can't really tell again with with the censorship. Like if it wants to censor, do it in a way to avoid being jumpy. Like this one is like almost unwatchable. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We all we get another we get another little uh, piece of information that is inferred. Um, so they're talking about how you know they're talking to Michelle about how many like oh like this is what this is what they like to eat like Junior really like this is what I believe the mom says Junior really likes them private parts. So I'm like okay what's the that's that's very creepy yeah let's yeah yeah let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah that is that is creepy. But then we get Tex who says a line. Keep in mind, the little girl is there, too. Tex says, maybe we can let Junior play some, talking about Michelle. He does make the sweetest damn babies. Now, does that mean that Leatherface, that this little girl is Leatherface's kid? It's... This this scene has so much subcontext. <sighs> None of which is good, all of which is creepy, and all of which is poorly done creepy. Mm-hmm. Not poorly done as in like you don't believe it's creepy. It's creepy. It's fucking they they do they it's nail that creepy, they yeah. nail that shit on the head. But like it's just so poorly done. And like it's such choppy dialogue. And it's just I just it's just such a bad scene in every way. It's that it's that sort of it's that. It's that successfully creepy but still bad sort of thing, mm-hmm. where you're like, you guys have you guys have succeeded in like your goal of like making things unsettling, but you haven't succeeded in making it seem so. You guys, it just seems so poorly done. It's like if clever, it's like if like like an AI said something said something like, "Your days are numbered by 2045. We'll have taken over." You're like creepy, but because you're saying it. It sounds, it doesn't, like, the context is creepy, mm-hmm. but you specifically saying it does not work. Like. Yeah, I, I, 
this was creepy, but yeah. like Mike said, it just moving on from this. So the little <laughs> the little girl, she has her first kill by dropping a sledgehammer on Ryan. They pull like a little thing and a sledgehammer falls and crushes Ryan's face. Really wish I could have seen that, but you know, got cut for censorship. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so Leatherface starts running the chainsaw. Michelle screams just really loud. Benny hears the screaming and the chainsaw, and he's like, yo, fuck this. I'm gonna just shoot everybody in that house. Michelle's in there, doesn't matter. I'm gonna fucking just tear this whole house down and just shoot through the walls. <laughs> dude, Benny goes full American soldier in Vietnam and just like pulls on the trigger and just starts waving the gun around. He's like, I don't care who I'm hitting. I'm just I'm just I'm just going after people. <laughs> like <laughs> dude, just fuck that house in particular. So like he shoots mama. Mama ends up dying. Like I said, we don't really see it that well because of censorship. Uh, the Tinker's ear gets blown off, and I think some of his fingers do too. Um, Grandpa's dusty ass just explodes. Tex is fine, I guess. I, I, I don't fucking know. Michelle tries to run. She ends up breaking away from this chair that she's in, but Tex tries to stop, and Benny um, catches Michelle. Leatherface, I don't know, like gets in a fucking car. I don't know. We get like heavy metal with Leatherface burning rubber in a Jeep. Michelle starts. Benny points a gun at the Jeep and doesn't pull the trigger, ends up getting run over. Then Leatherface exits the Jeep. Michelle yells at Leatherface, which she hasn't done the, this entire movie. She's been very like, you know, me quiet like scared of what's going on but all of a sudden she develops a like a personality and a switch flips and now she's just talking shit to leatherface as she's running it's yeah it's so weird like i feel like we we haven't gone over michelle mainly because michelle is pretty fucking bland as a mm-hmm. as a as like as like as like um, as like a final girl like she is like it's actually like impressive how like how uninspired she is. There's no nuances to it. There's no like 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 with someone like Sally, like I'm not sitting there saying like Sally was this 360 character with deep, deep, deep backstory, but there was context. Her and Franklin grew up in rural Texas. They had this association. They knew the slaughterhouse. So this was a not only was this like a callback to roots, but also this like play on like it, it was very interesting it, at the very fucking least. Stretch, mm-hmm. stretch, and character, stretch. There was depth to stretch. They 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 etched out this little beginning. Granted, it wasn't a whole lot, but they made stretch. They made stretch likable. It was fine. Stretch was didn't fine. have a deep backstory because stretch. They just made stretch likable. Michelle's just there. Michelle is just a vessel that just sits there and like just. Most of the a lion's share of the latter half of this movie is just dedicated to her screaming and running. Well, they try to do like a poorly done, like pacifist angle, like at the beginning with like with the armadillo. But you don't really like other than that one thing, because like like you said, stretch, she was like a three, a 360 character. Sally, she was she had depth to her as well, apart from this one thing. With Michelle, it's just it's just like, oh, she's a pacifist. Oh, she's gonna be violent. Oh, okay. Like it it does not 
it does not line up in the same way and doesn't really make me care just knowing one thing about her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just kind of, it, you're so, it, it makes, it just makes you dismissive of it. So yeah, the, the mom dies and Hook, Tinker, who literally just got his ear and a few fingers shot off, just kind of doesn't show up for the rest of this movie. So yeah, in, in the, in, yeah. It, that that doesn't make sense. So Benny lives and but and he's getting attacked by Tex in the front yard while like some knockoff for whom the bell tolls era Metallica is playing in the background. Is, this this fight is the worst in the movie. Of all of the action that occurs in the movie, this fight is the worst because like you said, you have this knockoff for whom the bell tolls. You the punches sound like they're from the Batman live live action show. And and the one like literally goes pow, boom, whammo. Like it's just, you're just like stop. For the, I please. Know, I don't know why but for some reason like when when um I was watching this, I thought of like that sound effect from uh the Wicker Man when Nick Cage is in that bear suit and is punching people. <laughs> I don't know why that's where my mind went. He just goes to the bar and just starts decking people. (laughs) It's like, exactly. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? And also, they have one-liners during the fight. Which hurt. Which hurt. Like, it is just, it is literally like, it's it's literally Benny going, haven't you guys heard of pizza? And he just punches Tex in the face. And Tex goes, I prefer liver. And he punches him in the face. And you're like, you're like, shut up and fight. You're like, just. Oh, my God. Dude, so like, so Tex tries to choke out Benny. They roll around on the ground while gasoline is pouring from this Jeep. And then Benny lights Tex on fire. What the fuck? Hell yeah. Tex like runs around for a little bit and then the Jeep blows up. The the little girl is like watching from the window. <laughs> this scene was absolute chaos. I was kind of here for it. It's not, I, no, it's not scene, good, but I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's ridiculous. It's like this is this is the. If if the movie was more like this, where it was just chaotic ridiculousness, mm-hmm. I could I could watch it with a certain amount of like giggle bit, giggle to it. Mm-hmm. Like I could sit there and like laugh along to it and go like, oh my god, what a ridiculous movie. But it's not. So like this one scene, this one scene, I give a pass. But yeah. You're like, okay, this scene, it's fine. It's fine. So Michelle ends up getting caught. Ah, in another bear trap, the Shia LaBeouf song reference. That's for y'all who are old enough to remember that. <laughs> actual cannibal. Actual cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. So Leatherface is chasing. Michelle is in the swamp. She gets out of this bear trap. Leatherface screams, and he gets tackled into the swamp by Benny. And they fight in the water while this chainsaw is still running. The chainsaw is like floating in the water somehow. And can we talk about the can we talk about the aqua aerobics routine that the chainsaw is doing during this fight? Yeah, it's like, just fucking like, I, like it's like angling upwards and, sh- and just like staying there too. Like how the how, like somebody please explain the physics. Somebody please explain the physics of water to me, like because I really don't think I, how is this possible? 
I it's like it runs, it breaches, goes back underwater, breaches again, and just like it does this routine, literally, like literally in the background of this fight between Benny and Leatherface, and you're just like, honest to God, I I kid you not, I could not pay attention to the fight because I was looking at the chainsaw in the back, going, <laughs> "What the hell is the chainsaw doing?" Can we also mention real quick the trailer for this movie? How it's Leatherface standing by a fucking lake and then oh, someone throws the chainsaw from the water like it it's like the sword of excalibur or some shit then leatherface catches it and like it gets electrocuted and he comes at the camera real quick that's what i was th- like was this was that like foreshadowing in the trailer for this particular it's, scene i i, I guess because like <laughs> oh my god okay so getting away from the chainsaw and getting back to the fist fight between benny and leatherface Like, the chainsaw is still going, and then Benny, and Leatherface, like, takes Benny and puts him in the chainsaw in the water while he's getting cut up. Okay, that's pretty unique. We'll get back to Benny here in a second, though. Michelle's just, like, watching all this, and Leatherface pulls, like, a fucking Jason Voorhees, pops out of the water and tries to drag Michelle into the water, and then she, Michelle ends up overcoming that, you know, pacifist way of not being able to kill that armadillo by taking a rock and you know instead of being able like she comes she yeah words are hard sometimes guys michelle overcomes <laughs> the ability of not being able to kill the armadillo earlier with a rock by instead killing an actual human instead so M- michelle graduated fast dude, michelle she, graduated real fast it's like she went from like i don't know the third grade to graduating top of her class at harvard shit <laughs> she's like i couldn't kill an armadillo to be like let's club a man like like let's like damn so she's beating leatherface over the head with this rock all while saying like she hits him sorry hits him sorry hits him sorry i don't know she's like them she's like a canadian murderer or some shit (laughs) exactly the chainsaw ends up drowning leatherface does too and then the next day we're back in the desert so michelle wanders through the back roads and Sits on a tire, all bloodied up, and then we see, oh shit, what is it? It's the last, it's the last chance gas truck. It's driving up, and it's driven by motherfucking Benny. How does a man get a chainsaw like through the back of the head and is still able to <laughs> fucking drive? That makes no one, sense. One thing I did not mention, out of respect for Ken Foray, and granted, it's not Ken Foray's fault, mm-hmm. but. For the love of God, Benny has had so many brushes with death in this movie, so many of which should have killed him. But Benny is a fucking cat. Like, he just does not die. He has had so many times where, like, he's gotten stabbed, chainsawed, like, drowned, beaten, hit with a Jeep, and he's just gotten the fuck back up. And I'm like, I see him pull up after getting chainsawed by Leatherface. He's like, come on, let's get in. You're like... How, what you're a part of this you're a part of this i you are a part of this somehow dude it well what the reason that benny showed up at the end and i mentioned alternate endings which i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna get to at the end of this review but apparently they put benny at the ending because test audiences that they showed this movie to said that they liked his character so they're like oh we're just gonna put him at the end then why not no no and it doesn't work God, it doesn't work. I under. Oh my god. Okay. That's all right. 
So Benny's right. here. They get in the car. Oh, by the way, Alfredo is still alive and then says something. I really couldn't understand what he was saying. So Michelle ends up pulling a gun on him. She doesn't pull the trigger, says a one-liner, and then shoots him. But Benny doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like, you know, get knocked backwards or anything. He gets shot and then like jumps in the air and then lands on his back. Like in the same damn spot. Okay, cool. I I love it. <laughs> he just he it's like he's it's, it's got hit with an overacting bullet. Like he is just like he was like he just needed to fucking do his is like his like like uh what is it fucking like gymnast floor routine where he just jumps and lands on his back. Yeah. So anyway, we get another quip. There's roadkill all over Texas, and Michelle and Benny drive down the road as our buddy with the leg brace. Yes, that's right. Leatherface lives and guys we cut to black and that's the end of the movie. Oh, <sighs> Mike, what are your thoughts? This, oh, I'm not looking forward to the rest of this. I'm not looking forward to the rest of this. That's, that's, that's my takeaway from this. So we have a few alternate, we have, um, if, like the changes that I mentioned, or New Line's uncut release includes includes additional shot of the gas station attendant cutting up the porn magazines, more gore and the woman's death in the woods. We see Michelle's hands nailed to the chair, which, you know, hey, that would have been nice. Added close-up involving Ryan being hung by the hooks. Um, Leatherface putting lipstick on Michelle's face before revealing his chainsaw for some reason. The um, machine gunning scene is more violent. Mom dies on screen. And then additional hits to the leather, uh, additional hits to Leatherface's head, which were eleven in total, and that Jeez. adds four minutes. Do you think those four minutes would have saved this movie? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's. I was like, I was like, more, more, more gore. I guess would be. It would help. It's kind of like. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna go full southerner here. It's putting lipstick on a pig, man. It's putting lipstick on a fucking pig. Like, it's like, it doesn't change a whole lot. It's still a fucking pig. It's still a bad movie, no matter how you dress it up. So now I want to talk about some of the alternate endings uh, to this movie. So I'm going to read one from, um, this was from the um, fan Wikipedia page. So it turns out the text was alive at the swamp scene and tries to um, attack Michelle and yada 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 you all know what happens Michelle ends up surviving and I'm going to read this part the next day Michelle is seen stumbling onto a dirt road where a police car is driving past and the car stops and it is revealed that the little girl was retrieved from the house she's in the back seat and the girl taunts Michelle um, with her skeleton doll before the car drives off and Michelle is left kneeling on the ground laughing in hysteria as she realizes the Sawyer clan will never really die off. What do you think of that ending? I think that ending would have been better. I think that would have been better. I think that would have been better. Leave Benny to fucking die because like, mm -hmm. God damn it, this dude, the dude cannot be that invincible. Jesus Christ almighty. And then having it be like, because honestly, I think okay, I think with the with with I'm talking strictly with American cinema because with uh with like uh with with like a lot of uh 
in international foreign cinema, like they're they're good at not doing this. But horror has a great fucking opportunity that not a lot of domestic cinema does where they can let the bad guys win in a certain in a certain way. Mm-hmm. In most other ways, the good guy has to win. The good guy has to come out. The good guy has to come out on top in unequivocally decisively. They need mm-hmm. to they need to be the winner. In horror, the bad guys can win. It's almost it's almost like allowed, permitted and accepted that the bad guys will occasionally win. So giving the Sawyers Giving that sort of hint, like, they're not dead. Like, like the little Sawyer kid that she's going off in the back. It even showed the very end where it's the girl laughing in hysteria and you just see Leatherface's, like, brace come into frame. I think that that'd be okay. You know, that'd be an okay ending. It'd still be a shitty movie. Mm-hmm. It won't change the fact that the movie blows. But I think that that would be better. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, this ending, the ending really made me bad. I was like, I was like, what the hell is this? You're giving us a character we don't care about fighting against a character that should be dead and the final girl. Like, it's like, all right. Yeah, it would have added something. I really don't know how you can save a movie like this unless you do like a big M. Night Shyamalan twist and say, oh, it was all in their head the whole time. But even then, that would be fucked. That would be shitty. And the other that would ending, be so the other ending that I, I just found this from uh, the I from IMDb, so I'm not sure how legitimate that this is. So take it with a grain of salt. Do your own research. There's a second alternate ending in which the heroine escapes from the swamp and keeps running through the night and eventually stumbles upon a police station. Once she makes it inside, the sheriff um, tends to want to help her. And then after a few moments, it's revealed that he's hiding a chainsaw under the desk and attacks her with it. It was implying that the whole town is involved with the Sawyer family. I think that would have sucked. That would have... I would have hated that. That, I feel like that's playing into that Toby... Because didn't you say in Toby Hooper's, like, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 vision, he was, like, that he wanted... That he was considering having the whole town be cannibals? Yeah, like, like a town full of the Sawyer family. Yeah, the Sawyer family had a full town, which, again, is one of those things where it's like as as much as I would love to sit there and just be like, be like, yeah, like. Looking back on that, like, no, I don't think that that would be good. I think that that would kind of suck. So I'm really glad that one, they didn't go along with that ending because God damn, that would be stupid. And yeah, that that does it for the Texas for Leatherface. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I really only think, like, if you're a movie fan, so far, you know, we might encounter a gem in the rough later on. But so far, if you're a movie fan, I think you need to see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, just based off of principle, you know, it's a horror classic. If you are a horror movie fan, I feel like you should see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Just kind of get, you know... Mm -hmm. Get an idea of, okay, you know, we got to meet Chop Top and, you know, how iconic he is. Oh, yeah. I don't really know who to recommend Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 to. If you're on, like, some completionist quest to, like we're doing, watch every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I guess you're going to have to. But if you're not doing that, you can skip this movie. Well, I really, I really can't recommend it to anyone. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like... 
because it's just it's not it's not a good bad movie. It's a stupid bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's the it's a stupid movie. Like it's just there are so many incontinuities with the with the timeline. Like things don't make sense or line up. The ridiculous points aren't funny or like they don't add brevity. They're just they're just ridiculous. And you're like, oh, are it, like yeah, exactly. Like if you're on a completionist quest, you're gonna have to watch this movie. Outside of that, you don't need to. Like it's just not good. It's just not a good movie. It 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 is not. And yeah, that does it for uh, this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. the The movies can't the movies can't get any worse, right? Right. They they, they can't get any worse, right? Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't please don't tell us it can get worse. Please, please, please. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared, guys. Um, but wait, oh, wait. I, I, I think I think like uh, I think Matthew McConaughey is going to be in the next one. So, so, <laughs> that's, so that's, that's so that's that, that'll be good, right? Renee Zellweger is in this movie. It, yeah, it, it can't it can't good. be it can't be bad, it can't, right? It can't it can't be bad. There's no way it's bad. Okay, well, guys, we'll we'll see y'all next time when we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The next generation. Oh, see you next time, everybody.